This is an oral history of the Lord's move in Plainview, Texas in the early 1960s. It's a story of what can happen when a small group of students love Christ and His church and give their lives to God's purpose in a practical way. The following is a personal testimony from James Barber, one of Witness Lee's earliest co-workers in the United States. The next several episodes will be his first-hand account of what the Lord did among them in Plainview in those early days. Originally spoken to the church in Oklahoma City as a history of the Lord's recovery. So we're getting into fall of 1963. And there was an evangelist by the name of Wayne Bristow. Who also had begun to read Watchmanese books. And he was based in Lubbock, but he came to Plainview as a graduate of Wayland, and uh, I had some fellowship with him. Anyway, you know, it wasn't hard. If you were, at that time, I have to tell you, 1963, if you read Watchman Nee's books, you were kind of one of these persons uh, people talked about. Now it's more popular. But at that time, it wasn't popular. And uh, to find somebody else that read Watchman Nee's books was something. So we would talk about these books. But later on, I began to realize... A lot of people that read Watchmen these books didn't see the same things I saw. Because <laughs> they could read the books. It didn't bother them just to stay in the same old dead situation. Anyway, this brother, I believe, saw something. He called a, a, a brother in Tyler, Texas in November of 1963, or before November, to want to quote something from one of his soul-winning books. And it so happens this brother had come in contact he didn't stay around long, but he had come in contact with Witness Lee in California, had it invited him to Tyler, Texas in November of 1963. And so when this friend of mine who was the evangelist, who had, he and I had been reading Watchman Nee's books, he called this brother and he asked him, have you ever read Watchman Nee? Yes. He said, well, his co-worker in China is going to be here speaking in Tyler. Will you come? Oh, Wayne, yes, jumped at the chance. So he came, and he called me. He called me, long distance. You know anything about Texas? From Tyler, Texas, and East Texas to Plainview, way up in the Panhandle, about 500 miles. And he called me, and he said, there is a co-worker of Watchman Nee speaking here in Tyler. This was on a Saturday night, November the 8th. <laughs> 1963. It was a Friday night, excuse me, a Friday night, November the 8th, because I went the next day on Saturday. He called me and said, you've got to come. That's all he had to say. When he said, a co-worker of Watchman Nee, I knew I had to hear him. So I flew the next morning, borrowed the money, drove as fast as I could to Lubbock, caught a plane and flew from Lubbock to Tyler and got there just in time for the first meeting 10 o'clock that morning, which was in a woman's club building, where I saw this Chinese man, and a lot of people were there. Of course, you don't see any of them now, but a lot of people were there because he was talking about Christ as life. And as I opened up my notebook, he began to share from Genesis 1 and 2 and Revelation 21 and 22. 
And I was using a pencil. I didn't have a pen. And my pencil began to smoke. I was writing something. <laughs> of course... Of course, not literally, really, but boy, I couldn't believe, I just couldn't believe what I was hearing. You know, let me just briefly tell you what I heard. You've heard it, but I couldn't believe it. He says in Genesis 1 and 2, this is before Satan came in. And in Revelation 21 and 22, this is after Satan is cast into the lake of fire. So these four chapters, the first two and the last two, show us the blueprint and the ultimate consummation of God's eternal purpose. I said, this man knows the Bible. Then he said, in Genesis 1 and 2, you have the tree of life. In Revelation 21 and 22, you also have the tree of life. In Genesis 1 and 2, there is a river flowing. Of course, I had to look it up. I didn't know there's a tree of life or a river flowing in Genesis 1 and 2. You know, I didn't know the Bible, really. But there is in Genesis 2, the tree of life's there, and the river went out of Eden to water the garden. There is a river flowing, the tree of life with a river flowing. Then he said, in Revelation 21 and 22, there's a tree of life there. There also is a river flowing, the river of the water of life, clear as crystal. Well, you know, he just went on and put these two chapters together, bit by bit, to show here's the blueprint, here's the finished product. You know, when you have a blueprint of something, everything's there, it's just not built. But when you get the finished product, it's all there, like the blueprint, but it's all built up. He went on to say, okay, also, out of the flow of this river, in Genesis 1 and 2, you have some precious materials, gold, delium, and onyx stone. And he explained, which is true, delium is a type of pearl. This is in Genesis 2. After the tree of life, the river flowing, there's gold, delium, and onyx stone, which we know is precious stone. Then... At the end of the Bible, you have a city built up with these same materials, gold, pearl, and precious stone. Wow. I couldn't believe it. I just, I had never heard anything like that. You know, this was in 1963. The word was rare in those days. But it wasn't rare. It's not rare now. Because the Lord's recovery had come to this country. I had never heard anything. I just, you know, and he spoke three times that day. Three times, morning, afternoon, and evening. The morning and the evening, of course, he spoke on these, on the two matters of, the, of uh, Genesis and Revelation, the first two chapters and the last two chapters. In the afternoon, he spoke on how to feed on the Lord in the Word. <laughs> I had never, of course, at that time we didn't have the term pray reading. And it was only used at that time individually. But I have to say that was the biggest help, one of the biggest helps I got. This is in one day I heard it. One day I heard all of this. I couldn't believe it. I just couldn't. But I had to go back the next day because it was Sunday. Not the Lord's Day, but Sunday. I had to go back because I was scheduled to speak it. 
one place. So I went back. But he was going to be there in Tyler the whole next week. For a full week speaking morning and evening. Morning and evening. So I knew I had to go back. I had to go back. Well, I had not taken a week of my vacation. And since more or less I was my own boss, I could go whenever I wanted to. So I took a, the second week of my vacation with my wife. We had our two boys by then. Brent was born in June of 1963, right before I heard Brother Lee. So we took the two boys. Her folks live in Boyd, Texas, just north of Fort Worth. We dropped them off there. But also, some of the students began to find out that I had heard a co-worker watch many. All these ones have been coming around. And I remember Ben called me on the phone. And he said, what's going on? I said, well, you wouldn't believe it. <laughs> Actually, he called me before I went to hear him. And then I told him, I'm going to go here. A co-worker watchman, I'll let you know what happens. I came back on Sunday. I told him, I said, this is just like hearing watchman. It's the same thing. To me, that's the way I felt. I was hearing watchman. Yeah. <laughs> I was. Yeah. This ministry. So, <coughs> got to quit. But anyway. <laughs> So, <laughs> I always quit at these times. Huh? <laughs> no, actually, some of them were able to go. Jim and Sharon Coleman were students there. They were already married. Very young. I guess maybe just 19 or 20. I don't remember how old they were. But they were already married. They were from Wichita, Kansas. And they had come to the school. Anyway, Jim wanted at least Sharon to go. So, Sharon went with us. And also, two others went. Uh, a fellow by the name of Jim Reed and a girl by the name of Linda Shipman. And neither one of them made it. It's really too bad. But uh, anyway, there were this many that went. My wife and I, Sharon Coleman, and then this brother and sister. And so I was going back with my wife to hear Witness Lee for a week. And after that, things really began to happen. Next time on Plainview. So I did it. And it was settled. I had quit my job. And I didn't know what I was going to do. But anyway, I had gotten the tapes of all those messages I heard in Thailand. I just let it be known among those so called 30 students, you know, that were fellowshipping Christ as life. <laughs> that would come by my office. I let it be known that I had something if they wanted to hear that could come to my house. And every night from Thanksgiving until the Christmas holidays started, they came to hear. Students, students coming here to 25 to 30 every night coming. 